Hi everyone, this is Margie Alanis and this is FarmHer Talks. Thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the FarmHer in all of us. Today's episode is brought to you by Nationwide. They are on our side and they're on the side of women in agriculture. And, you know, they have really been an important part of our business for many years. Um, They have partnered up with us and we have worked with women throughout their organization to shine a light on what they do, to help them see what women in agriculture do, to connect them to that. And um, it's, it's really been a very important part of what we do. And in this uh, series of Everybody Eats that we are working on with our friends at Nationwide, um, you know, everybody needs to eat and all food starts at the farm. And so continuing that discussion, we're talking about like the ultimate pivot. Okay. And um, I think it's funny because as I think back to some of the ultimate pivots in my life, there, there've been many, and some of them bigger than others, right? And maybe it's a relationship pivot. Maybe it's a, a home pivot. Uh, one of the biggest ones I can remember was when I had my first child. Talk about a pivot. And and I think the thing, this is so bizarre that this is what I remember, but going from being able to like quickly run out of the house and, and you know, run to Target to grab like two or three things, maybe wander around for a while, maybe get a coffee while I was there to being like, oh my gosh, I have a whole nother life that I have to care for and I can't just go. And that is a pivot that doesn't go away. Uh, it, it continues to pivot, but, you know, being a mom and we're going to jump into talking with Kara Babinek, who is not just a, a mother and uh, that's a changing thing for her too, because she's got a little girl who's a year and a half old and she's getting ready to have her second child any day now. And so she's not only got that pivot, but she is the sales and marketing um, manager for Gunthorpe Farms, which is her family farm in Indiana. And they are, to to give you an overview of their farm, they are kind of like a start to finish. They do it all. So from um, raising the pastured poultry um, all the way up through processing, they have on-farm processing and all the way through to distribution, right? So they, they really have managed their own process. But the interesting thing about them was their primary customer up until just recently was high-end restaurants. And so as you can imagine, that that has changed massively. So we're going to be talking about how and what they have done to pivot on their farm because um, th- there's, you know, just like all of us, regardless, again, of what type of farm you're in, um, where you are in the country, if you're not even in a farm or part of a farm, right? Like if if you're a small business owner, or maybe if you're just a person in the world, like we've all had this massive, massive shift of how we think about where we go and what we do, how we consume food. And, you know, in, in thinking about that, I think it's really important for us all to, to think about not only again, how we consume food, but how, um, people on the, throughout the supply chain, throughout the food chain, can think about how they can best reach their customers, how they might be able to find help to think about making those pivots and where they can have those discussions. And so, you know, it's, it's a, a a thing. And so we're going to take it over to Kara here. 
Okay, so Kara, you guys raise a lot of birds <laughs> and you have pigs and cattle too as well, right? So you've, you've got a very diverse... Uh, no cattle. No cattle. No cattle. Okay, just no cattle. pigs and birds, pigs and, pigs and poultry. Pigs Let's and birds. stick with the yep. P. Uh, so um, tell me a little bit about how it's distributed or like, up until a few months ago, how, how your distribution worked. Yeah. So up until a few months ago, we were servicing primarily upscale restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of our meat was, you know, well, it's all slaughtered here, processed, and then packaged in bulk bags to go to food service locations, the restaurants, um, some universities, even the airport, um, O'Hare Airport, um, Rick Bayless's location, Frontera Tortoise at the Mm -hmm. airport was getting a lot of stuff from us. Um, he even opened a place in Disney Springs that was getting stuff from us, but this is all bulk package. Yep. You know, in big, large cuts. 10, 20, yeah, 50 pound bags that, you know, they can just yeah. use. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there was a lot less labor than what we're seeing now. So now we have kind of Shifted. transitioned. Yes. Yeah, the ultimate <laughs> so, pivot. <laughs> yes, the ultimate pivot because all of these restaurants, universities, um, even Disney Springs, you know, they all shut down. So yeah. So yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, Were you selling direct to consumer before and, um, or or was that something that you had to implement or was it maybe a smaller portion of what you did? So we were not set up to sell direct to consumer before that. Um, We have the roll stock packaging machine to do individual packages because we do sell to, we sold to retailers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we sold to other people who were then selling direct to consumer, but, um, it was a relatively, it was a relatively small portion of our business mm-hmm. until four uh, however many months ago. How long has this been? I don't know. It feels like two um, years. <laughs> it feels like forever. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so we were not selling anything direct to consumer to say so. I mean, we would occasionally have some deals at the farm for locals, but Nothing, nothing yeah. compared to what we're doing now. So let, let me ask you this. So so the world changed overnight and we realized that, mm-hmm. you know, restaurants weren't going to be the thing. How, what, what did it look like on your end when, how did you guys say, here's what we're going to go after? You know, we're, we're going to open up direct to consumer or mm-hmm. did you increase your retailer? Like, how did you make those decisions of, of where you were going to go and pivot? Well, it's so funny that you would ask that because like, we were, you know, watching the news, of course, and we saw that some of the neighboring states made the announcement to shut down restaurants. And that was on like a Sunday. And we're like, oh my gosh, Indiana is going to follow. And well, at first our thought was Indiana or Illinois is going to follow. And then Indiana will follow too, because those are our two big markets. I think Ohio started it, but mm-hmm. so we were, we were just kind of watching it and worried a little. And sure enough, on Monday morning, they made the can- the cancellation and all of our restaurant sales like started texting us, emailing us like, sorry, I need to cancel my order for this. Week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my You're like, we have a lot of meat over here. So I know. we're like, we've already butchered it at this point. Yeah. So like we were starting to freak out. And then within 24 hours, like we got, we just were bombarded with tons and tons of retailers. Um, that we were already selling to that were wanting to increase their orders because they were already seeing where 
people were starting to stock up right. and looking for meat. So like it was a very, it was a, it was a really crazy 24 hours because we went from, you know, the lowest low where we were like, we have a lot of pork hanging in the freezer or hanging in the cooler right now. We're butchering chickens right now. What are we going to do with all this stuff right now? Right. To, you know, our phones ringing off the hook just hours after that. From retailers. Asking for, yes, for retailers asking for more product than we could supply. So the diversification that you already had in your business between the the wholesale to restaurants mm-hmm. and the retail packaging that allowed you to make some pivot right away. Yes, so and right away. you already had the the ability to switch it over but I'm sure that your employees and and all of you like you know increase demand decrease it all the way on one side and increase it all the way on the right. other side sounds absolutely crazy. Um, yes. but you guys have transitioned through that. Can you tell me about maybe what some of the challenges were? So one of the biggest challenges that we've faced has been the constraint point that the, um, retail packaging is. So uh, you know, we were sending out whole shoulders, whole bellies, whole everything to these restaurants. And now we're having to sell you know, little shoulder roasts that all need cut and packaged individually, Um, you know, individualized pork chops, whereas a lot of restaurants would get racks from us and cut them themselves. Um, And just, you know, running every single thing in small pieces (laughs) and then through our packaging machine that can only crank out. I mean, it cranks out a lot, but, um, you know, still is a, can only do so much. We're running it full time both processing shifts and there are still weeks that we struggle to get everything packaged. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of a bottleneck there, but, but you're making it work. And so you've had major pivot on, on the retail side. Tell me about building in that direct to consumer piece, because that's, that's something else that you guys did, right? Yes. So we also, at the same time that I'm getting bombarded by all these retailers, we're also getting, slammed with questions from consumers who really just want to buy directly from us. They want to know their farmer. They realize that this is important now, mm-hmm. um, more so than maybe it has in the past as, you know, grocery stores are sometimes limiting what people can purchase right now. So people right. are like, I want to have a source, a direct source. And it's always been on our to-do list, but it's never been high enough on our to-do list that we've actually got it done. Um, Cause we have several friends that, you know, ship meat, the consumers and we're like, Oh, we could do that. Like we have all of the stuff that it would need. It would take some implementing into our system to make it work. But, um, this really seemed like it was the the final kick in the butt that we needed. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so you did it. We, yeah. So we, we just jumped in and my husband, who is our farm manager, he actually decided to take the lead on this because normally this would be like a project that my processing, my brother, my processing plant manager would have kind of took the lead on uh-huh. since he's been completely swamped with the whole changing to retail packaging. He just didn't have time on his plate. So my husband, the farm manager has actually taken on the lead for our shipping program. So he um, figured out, you know, what insulation is going to go in our boxes and, you know, created our, account with UPS to figure out all the shipping and got our dry ice all taken care of. And so we're, and then I, you know, set up the website. So we are now live taking orders and shipping to uh, 
areas that can receive packages within two days via ground shipping from us. So yeah, yeah. it's really, it's been exciting, but um, and there's, there's a lot of learning curves on those, but there's been really great resources available right now because everybody's wanting to learn how to do this. So what, what have those resources been for you? I mean, do you have a certain place that you go, like maybe an industry organization yes. or something like that? So um, there's a really great group that I'm in on Facebook ah. called Farm Builders Entrepreneurs. And that's just a great resource in general. Sweet. Um, but then NPAM, um, Niche Meat Processors Assistance Network, they host webinars on things like this. So when this all started, they were like, hey, now's the time. You know, I know you've thought about it before. Join our webinar. Talk to these people who've already done it. Yeah. Learn how to do it yourself because now is when people want to buy from you. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, I think the, the big thing is whatever your network is, uh, mm-hmm. you can find one. But if you have some sort of a network that is in uh, farms that are similar to maybe you, that's that's the deal, right? Reach out, connect with others. Yes. Like think of what you can learn yes. there. And I think, um, you know, the the farming community in general is so open to that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, yes, I, I love sure. to hear that you guys uh, visited White Oak Pastures because, you know, like that was my first thought yeah. that this sounds very similar. So, um, you know, l- let's work together to, to figure out how we mm-hmm. manage this. So speaking of managing this, um, you know, what are you guys looking at for the next, uh, the, the foreseeable future, you know, the next six months, the next 12 months? I mean, how, how do you even know? Oh, yeah. It's so hard because, you know, we were really lucky that all of our eggs weren't necessarily in one basket since we did have that diversified customer base that was some retailers before. And now those have really picked up and we've added a bunch of new retailers that are even bigger. And um, so, you know, now we almost feel like our eggs are all in one basket again because, you know, we're selling primarily all to retailers. Right. So we're trying to figure out how we go about um, there's really not a lot of options for diversification right now because, um, but we have noticed that like this week, some of the restaurants are starting to place smaller orders again. So they're opening their doors as some restrictions are lifted. Yeah. So we get to balance that as well, which is going to be hard because we've been, maxed out on product yeah these retailers lately so now we have to figure out you know almost which customers to prioritize yeah that's when when we're filling orders it's yeah it's so hard and not knowing what the Mm -hmm. future holds is right talk about talk about tough and I think that's any of us in in small business big business uh wherever you are Mm -hmm. um okay Kara so you are in the shoes of the ultimate pivot right now, not only on the farm, but um, I always think that women, mothers especially, uh, can tend to find themselves in this ultimate pivot situation. And I know that right now you've got a little girl uh, maybe napping. Maybe I just heard a yell. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> yeah, but starting to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I so appreciate your patience in us getting our, our end no worked problem. out. But. Um, I think that 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 is an important 
point, right? Like I think back to, um, Uh you know, when I was in your shoes with my kids that are your age. Oh, I shouldn't say kids. You're you're getting ready to have another one, right? Yes. Hopefully my second one is here within the next week. Yeah. So any day now. Maternity leave looks a lot different on farms, you know, because uh, yes. it's not like you can just be like, somebody else handle my job while I tend to this baby, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. Um, you're, you're dealing with uh, working with family, pivoting the business, pivoting your family life massively. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. so so how are you uh, taking care of yourself and, and hanging in there? It Oh, it has been rough. I would be lying if I you know, tried to sugarcoat it at all because, you know, this, you know, the whole business pivot has been insane. So my workload has been up, you know, as we deal with new customers and, you know, finding new customers, helping new customers just deal with us and getting all their specs right. And I mean, it's just been a lot on the business side of things. And finally, last week I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having a baby. (laughs) any day now. Oh my gosh, I'm having a baby. (laughs) Yeah, like, as if I forgot. But so um, I have kind of, I I finally turned on my email autoresponder. So that's, you know, one relief off my shoulders. So everyone else can deal with learning how to respond to these people. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, I wasn't completely concerned about it. I mean, I knew that adjusting to life with two kids um, when my first one, she will be, she's almost 18 months old. Like yeah. I knew that that was going to be a huge adjustment anyways. But then with this added pandemic, <laughs> um, like normally I would be able to rely on my mom or my sister or, you know, my aunt, anybody to right. come over and help me when I needed it. But yeah. since, you know, my dad is still delivering to Indianapolis every week and he's in contact with who knows who, you know, and like, there's just so much unknown right now that, I'm not comfortable with accepting help from anyone outside of my home. So it's, you know, that is going to make things look really different and, um, you know, not being able to ask for the help. Cause I know that that's something that moms struggle with anyways is asking for help. But now it's like, even if I want to ask for help, I can't. So yeah. um, Yeah. And I'm not really, I'm not laughing at you. I'm more laughing like out of like, just, I don't even know what I I can't imagine because it's so many additional layers of complexity, but, um, just on top of all of the pregnancy hormones anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) whatever. I'm just going to call you the ultimate pivoter. You're, you're hanging, you sound like you're hanging in there. You're doing, you're doing fine. And, uh, if I have any advice, it's just like, just breathe your way through it. Like it's, you know, you'll look back and it'll all be somewhat of a fuzzy blur. I'm sure. I'm sure the next six months will just be a blur and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your farm story and what is going on with your business and, and how you guys have managed through it so far. And um, I really think it's it's an important discussion as people think about like how they're going to to work through this ever-changing mm-hmm. system out there. So uh, yes. thank you for sharing. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, of course. You take care and good luck. Yes, thank you so much.